Welcome to the Go Forth and Golf Podcast, where you can listen to everything related to the game of golf. Golf tips to help you improve your golf game, entertaining interviews, discussions about the latest in golf equipment, and so much more. Now, here is your host, PGA professional, Steve Goforth. Hello and welcome back to the Go Forth and Golf podcast. I greatly appreciate you pushing that play button. I hope you're doing well. I hope you had a great month since the last time you heard my voice in episode five. Hopefully your golf game's improving and you're enjoying the game. That's the whole purpose. Get out there and have a good time. Improve your game. Have fun with whoever it is you're playing with and enjoy this fantastic game we call golf. As a reminder, I ask that you please follow me on social media. Facebook, it's Go Forth Golf Instruction. And on Twitter, it's at Go Forth Golf. Next episode, episode seven, I want to take some more of your questions. So please reach out to me on social media or send me an email at sgoforth at pga.com. Again, sgoforth at pga.com. I'm going to take your questions again. And I'm really excited about answering them and helping you improve your game. Episode 6 is packed full of fantastic information. I'm going to talk the upcoming PGA Tour schedule and give you some predictions. I'm going to go over the rules of golf again in my five-part series. This is the second part and how it pertains to the putting green. Now, before you say to yourself, oh my gosh, is he doing the rules again? I don't care anything about the rules. The rules bore me to death. I highly encourage you to just listen to it. I'm going to put these rules in perspective for you and I'm going to relate it to real life situations that you may run into on the putting green on the golf course. So don't skip ahead. Don't fast forward. I'm going to cover information that maybe you already knew but you forgot about or maybe you just did not know at all. So definitely take the time to listen. I'm also going to talk about bounce on wedges. What the heck is bounce? What does it mean? What does it do for you on your wedges and which bounce would be most suitable for your golf game? The wedge game is super important when it comes to the game of golf. So if you don't have the right wedge in your hand, it could be costing you a lot of strokes. And finally, my guest for this episode is fellow PGA professional Michael Pius. He is the executive director of the First Tee Program, and he's going to talk about the fantastic organization and what they offer children, and not just children, but also adults who may want to get involved in helping in the program. Please make sure you listen to this interview. You won't be disappointed. It is a wonderful program that everybody needs to hear about, and I'm so honored that he took the time to come on the show to talk about this outstanding organization. So are you ready? I know I am. Let's tee it up. Oh, he got all of that one. I don't know about you, but I am very glad that we can enjoy live golf again. Really enjoy the tournaments we've seen thus far. This past weekend's tournament that Dustin Johnson won was a nail-biter and very entertaining. I hope we get to see a lot more of that as the PGA Tour continues. Now, we've got five more tournaments until the PGA Championship is going to take place on August the 6th through the 9th at Harding Park in San Francisco, California. After that, there are three more tournaments until the Tour Championship in Atlanta, which is the first weekend of September. And then after that, we get into that very exciting fall schedule that will be kicking off, and it will include 16 golf tournaments. Two of them are the U.S. Open at Wingfoot, which is going to be September 17th through the 20th, and of course the Masters taking place in November. Cannot wait for that one. Cannot wait to see Augusta National in November. Going back to the PGA Championship, 
thought I'd give you the top five players that I think you need to keep an eye on in the PGA Championship. Those players will be Tiger Woods, Rory McIlroy, Brooks Kepka, John Rahm, and Dustin Johnson. That is my five guys that I think are going to do well. And one of those five, I believe, will walk away with the PGA Championship. In golf, as you know, it's an extremely difficult sport to predict who's going to be the winners. Not like some of the other sports like basketball and baseball and football, where you can kind of figure out who may win, who may lose. Of course, you got your upsets here and there. But when you've got this many people in a field competing against each other, and it's the game of golf where anything can happen, it's so difficult to know who's going to win. But those are the five guys, I think, that are playing well, they're striking the ball well, and I think will do good at that golf course that they're playing at Harding Park. We'll see how my predictions shake out. Enjoy the tournament schedule from here on out. If you want to see who's leading in driving distance and putts and fairways hit and all that great information, I encourage you to download the PGA Tour app. You can go check out the tour statistics and see who's leading what category. I love that information. I love statistics. I love to look at where the numbers shake out in terms of how are they doing in these particular areas and then how does that translate over to wins or top five or top 10 finishes. You can start seeing a pattern there when you look at those numbers. Extremely fascinating stuff to me, and I encourage you to go check it out as well. Buckle up, we've got a great season ahead of us, and I know we're going to see some outstanding golf from these guys on the PGA Tour. All right, everybody, this is part two of a five-part series on the rules of golf. Last episode, I talked about the rules and how it pertained to penalty areas. This episode, we're going to talk about the rules of golf and how it pertains to the putting green. A lot of different things that I'm going to throw at you here and scenarios I'm going to reference that are pretty common. And I want to go ahead and preface what I'm about to say with everything I'm going to talk about with the exception of one of these rules can be looked up in rule 13.1. So I don't have to say rule 13.1 after each one of these that I talk about. I just thought I'd go ahead and tell you now. And I encourage you to pick up a Rules of Golf book. It's, it's going to be really helpful for you, not only with uh, the series that I'm doing, but it's also going to help you when you're out there on the golf course, especially if you're going to be playing in competition golf, whether it be state or local, or maybe it's even at your club. It's always good to familiarize yourself with the rules of golf. It'll make things run a whole lot smoother when you're out there on the course if you do encounter a rules infraction. I'm excited about bringing you the rules as it pertains to the putting green, so let's jump right into it. You walk up onto the putting green and you see that there's damage to the green. What are you allowed to repair? What type of damage are you allowed to repair? Or are you allowed to repair it at all? The answer to that question is yes. You can repair the damage to the green. As long as it's caused by a person or animal, which more than likely it will be, or any other outside influence, which would include things such as shoe damage. If someone is walking across the green, they weren't being very courteous or weren't paying attention to how they were walking and they're scraping their feet on the green. We've all encountered that. You are allowed to repair that. Damage from a player's golf club or a hole left by an embedded object. The ball mark made by someone hitting into the green and maybe they weren't courteous in fixing those ball marks. How many times we run into that one as well. Or it could be a turf plug from an old hole 
you are allowed to repair all of these things that I just mentioned with no penalty at all. Again, if it's damage caused by a person or animal or outside influence, including shoe damage, damage from a player's golf club, a hole left by an embedded object, a ball mark, or a turf plug from an old hole, you are allowed to repair those areas at absolutely no penalty so that hopefully it will allow you to make that putt. You walk up to your ball, you're ready to put a ball mark down, and oops, you accidentally bump it and move it. Or, you get ready to make a practice putting stroke. The toe of the putter accidentally gets out and hits that ball. What do you do? Do you get penalized? Can you replace it? What happens? Good news for you. There is no penalty for accidentally causing your ball to move on the putting green, but you must replace it back to its original spot before making your next stroke. So again, you accidentally moved it, We've all done it, right? I mean, we, we accidentally bump it with our putter or we moved it whenever we were putting the mark down. It happens. But the good news is, no penalty. Just put it back on its original spot before making that next stroke. What happens when the wind moves your golf ball on the putting green? Well, if you haven't touched your ball yet, you must play the ball where it lies or where it come to rest. Now, if you've marked and lifted the ball, then replaced it back, and then the wind moves it, then you must replace your ball on its original spot before making your next stroke. So again, if the wind moves your golf ball before you do anything to it, then you just need to play it where it lies. If you've marked it, picked it up, cleaned it, put it back down, get ready to put it back in play and, and make your putt, and the wind moves it, you gotta put it back, there is no penalty. That can be confusing for some people. I know that rule has changed, and uh, we've seen that happen on the PGA Tour many years ago where it was iffy if the ball moved, and sometimes it was caused by the wind, and you know, it, it, I don't think that's fair. If the ball is moved by an outside agent, in this case, of course, the wind, why not be able to put it back without penalty? So I'm so glad that that rule uh, is in place, and I think that makes it a lot easier for all of us. You've marked your golf ball, you pick it up, and then you accidentally moved your ball mark. Or your ball mark got moved by your playing partner. He's walking across the green to get his putt, and he, he accidentally steps on it and moves it. What do you do? Simple. You just put it back to its original spot. There's no penalty. So don't fret next time your ball mark gets moved. Just put it back to where it was or as close as possible to where you think it was. Maybe consult with your playing partner. It's not a bad idea to consult with them. But put it back to its original spot, you've incurred zero penalty in this situation. Okay, follow me on this scenario. You have two golf balls sitting on the green. One belongs to player A, and the other belongs to player B. Player A makes his putt, and he hits player B's golf ball. What is the penalty? Well, since both balls are on the green, player A made his putt, he did not give player B a chance to put a mark on it, Player A will be assessed a two-stroke penalty because he was the one that caused the collision. Player B does not incur a penalty. He just simply replaces the ball back to where it was, its original position. Player A would then have to play it where it lies with that two-stroke penalty. Now, here's another scenario. Let's say player A is on the green. Player B is off the green. Player B makes his chip shot up, and he hits player A's golf ball. Is there a penalty? No because one ball was off of the green. Both golf balls have to be on that green in order for a penalty to be assessed to whoever caused the collision 
between the two golf balls. Now this only applies in stroke play. If it happens in match play, oddly enough, there is no penalty. Don't ask me why, but there's no penalty in match play. It's only a two-stroke penalty in stroke play. The final rule that I'm going to cover as it pertains to the putting green is this. You chipped up onto the green, you place your wedge on the green, you go up to your ball, you make your putt, it goes past the hole further than you thought it would, and it accidentally hits your club that's lying on the green. What is the penalty? We have to consult rule 11.1. This is different from all the others. Remember I said earlier, all of those rules you want to reference rule 13.1. This is under rule 11.1 for accidental deflections, including when the ball hits the player or opponent or equipment or caddies. Good news is there is no penalty and the ball just has to be played where it lies. They may have to address a concern that a player may deliberately position the equipment as a backstop and potentially deflect his or her golf ball. And there may be a penalty if the ball hits the equipment that was positioned for that purpose. You want to consult rule 11.2a for that ruling. So good news, you accidentally hit your golf equipment, didn't mean for it to happen. There is no penalty. Just simply play it where it lies. In summary, I have covered the following topics as it pertains to the rules of golf on the putting green. If the green's damaged, if your ball moves on the putting green, if the wind moves it on the putting green, if you accidentally move your ball mark, if another person's ball moves your golf ball, and if your ball hits your equipment. Again, I highly encourage you to go and get a rules of golf book, skim over it, I love the new rules of golf book. They have a lot of pictures, a lot of visuals in there. I'm a visual kind of guy, and I love the fact that they put these in there. I think it greatly improves the rules of golf, and it simplifies it a little bit. So I encourage you, again, go pick up rules of golf, skim through it, familiarize yourself with the rules as best you can, and I look forward to bringing you more rules, part three of a five-part series coming up in episode seven next month. Just tap it in. Tap it in. Give it a little tappy. Tap, tap, tap a Ladies and gentlemen, listen up. If you want to take control of your health and feel so much better, I encourage you to check out Pure on Main. They have two locations on Main Street in downtown Greenville across from the Hyatt and another location on Main Street in Simpsonville. Pure on Main provides you with essential services and products allowing you to live a healthier, more fulfilling life. Pure on Main is also one of the most exclusive and unique health and wellness centers in the upstate. They've been nominated as one of Greenville's best wellness centers for four consecutive years. Betsy and her staff provide services such as colon hydrotherapy, massage therapy, ionic foot detox, and wellness consulting. They also have a store filled with beneficial items for your body and soul. Pure on Main is dedicated to helping and serving their community. Please give them a call and let them recommend the best products to help keep you and your family healthy. I get all of my wellness supplements from them and I feel amazing. Visit their website at pureonmain.com. Again, that's pureonmain.com where you can purchase their phenomenal products to be shipped for free. Yeah, you heard me right. Free right to your door or picked up at their downtown Greenville location. So what are you waiting for? Start living healthier and pure 
with the help of Pure On Main. You won't regret it. In my many years of club fitting and teaching, I have encountered a lot of golfers who do not understand what the bounce is on a wedge. You have low bounce, you have mid bounce, you have high bounce. What is the difference? So if you're not sure, if you've always been puzzled by what bounce is and how it can benefit your game, it's really important that you listen up. Also, if you're someone who does understand bounce, you may have a little bit of an idea about it. This is also important for you to listen to, so get ready to take some notes. As we know, wedges are really important when it comes to scoring. We get those wedges in our hand around the green, and a lot of times it keeps us from having a good score. Having the right bounce on your wedges is critical to making sure we shoot lower scores. So let's get into it. Before I jump into the different types of bounces on wedges, let me define what bounce on a wedge really is. The wedge bounce is the angle that's between your leading edge, which is the bottom of your face, and the lowest point of the sole or the trailing edge. This is the area that hits through the ground when you're making contact with a golf ball. So the lower the bounce, the lower your leading edge will be to the surface at address. A lower bounce wedge is typically better when you have a firm turf or a uh, tightly mowed fairway. The low bounce helps you hit down into the ground a little bit better. The high bounce can cause you to blade the ball in a situation like that. And conversely, if the bounce is higher, the leading edge is going to sit higher off of the ground or off of the surface at address. The high bounce is typically better when you have a fluffy or softer turf or if you have a steeper swing. So let's jump into the three types of bounces. I'm gonna go into low, mid, and high. I'm gonna define each one of those in terms of the degrees of the bounce. Because when you go and you purchase some wedges, they have a degree number on there. And I want you to understand what number distinguishes low, mid, or high bounce. You do have some wedges out there that use the dot system. One dot means low, two dot means mid bounce, and three dot means high bounce. I like the number system better just because it, it gets it more precise. So let's jump into low bounce. What is low bounce wedges? They are typically going to be between 4 degrees and 6 degrees. And again, it goes back to what I said earlier. They're ideal for a tighter surface or a firm turf condition. Or if you're in a bunker that has harder sand, and we've all been in those, it's definitely best for that. The low bounce wedge is also designed for like a cleaner contact. For instance, uh, a low bounce lob wedge, it can be used to hit that high flop shot or that tight lie that's near the green. The low bounce wedges are also useful for those players that have that sweeping style of a golf swing, that have that shallower angle of attack uh, and take very little divot. So again, low bounce is typically between four and six degrees. Mid-bounce wedges are going to range between about 7 degrees and 10 degrees, and they are mostly played on firm to normal turf. Now, this wedge bounce is the most versatile for most players, and they can apply to really a wide range of course conditions. While the mid-bounce wedge are suited for almost all swing types, they mostly favor that neutral style swing or that moderate attack angle. I have found that most people are going to fit into that mid-bounce category. 
and all the club fittings that I've done in the past, that's what I would see a lot. Especially if you have someone that's just not sure, I don't know if I need a low bounce, I don't know if I need a high bounce. Well, let's split it in the middle, let's go mid-bounce. Sometimes you could dig into the ground too much, and other times you could be a sweeper and take very little divot at all. So let's meet it in the middle and go with a mid-bounce. So again, mid-bounce wedges are going to range anywhere from 7 to 10 degrees in bounce. Finally, high bounce wedges are those that have more than 10 degrees of bounce, and they're typically designed for softer turf or those fluffy lies like I was mentioning earlier, or that bunker that has that really soft sand in it. The high bounce wedges will also be beneficial to those who take those deep divots or that steeper angle attack. So if you dig too much into the ground, you definitely want to go with a higher bounce wedge that will prevent you from taking that really deep divot or hitting it too heavy. In conclusion, again, you have low bounce, which is going to be between four to six degrees. Low bounce is going to be designed for that golfer who does not take a lot of divot, who's a sweeper and has that shallower angle of attack. The mid bounce is going to be between seven to 10 degrees. And that's the bounce that's going to fit most swing styles or swing types. And they mostly favor that neutral swing style. High bounces are going to be wedges that are typically more than 10 degrees. That is designed for that golfer that digs too much and takes deep divots or has that steeper angle of attack and needs to eliminate that deep divot. Take a look at your current wedges and just see what kind of bounce you're playing with. If you're choosing a wedge with the correct bounce for your swing, it can help you tremendously. Just remember that bounce can help your game and it will reduce your margin of error around the greens. That is what we need to do. We need to reduce that margin of error and we need to lower those scores. So having the right wedges in our hand can help us attack that pin and achieve those lower scores that we are looking for. Doing the bull dance, feeling the flow, working it, working it. It is my honor and my pleasure to welcome my guest on this podcast, Michael Pius. He is the executive director of the First Tee Upstate here in Upstate South Carolina and a fellow PGA professional. Before you even think about hitting that pause button or stopping the, the podcast because you know you don't have any kids that are involved in the First Tee, I, I beg you not to do that. I really hope you'll listen to this because there's a lot of valuable information that you can learn and take away from this and maybe not just influence the life of the child in your life, but also yours. Michael's going to expand on everything that involves the First Tee program. What is it about? How is it going to help children, your kids specifically? How is it going to benefit you as an adult? What can you do to get involved with the First Tee program? The many different programs that they offer, the levels that they go through, and what they learn is so much information. And it is such good instruction for children, not just about the game of golf, but about the game of life. He also talks about how the program is so diverse and how many different types of kids can be in this program and coming together to learn the fantastic game of golf. Cannot wait for you to listen to this. So enjoy this interview with Michael Pius with the first tee. Michael, thank you so very much for taking time out of your schedule to come on the podcast and tell everybody how great the First Tee program is. How are you today? I'm great. Thanks a lot, Steve. Thanks for having me. That's my pleasure. So as a fellow PGA professional, what inspired or motivated you to work for the First Tee program as you experienced your career in golf? 
Yeah, sure. It's it's kind of a long story, so I'll try to keep it short here. But I I grew up uh, getting lessons from a, a professional. He he wasn't a PGA professional, but um, he he was just one of these guys that you look up to. Um, it, it was one of those things that I was just awestruck by how he could make a career out of uh, teaching the great game of golf. And um, he really became like a mentor to me. And it's someone that I've, you know, uh, stayed in contact with for now, you know, almost 25 years. And, and it was something that like, I just knew I I wanted to make a difference in in kids' lives. I, I wanted to, um, you know, it, it gave me such great joy, the game of golf, and it taught me so many great lessons that I felt like this, you know, I could make a career out of it and I could have fun with it. And that was the thing is I always, always wanted to, you know, have fun out on the golf course. And that's what the first tee is all about. And I kind of bounced around to different careers, uh, different kind of aspects of the golf industry. I was an assistant pro. I was a college golf coach. Actually, I went back and I got my master's degree um, from UNLV and, and worked with their golf management program out there. And, uh, and worked with students on, on helping them pass their playing ability tests so that they could join the PGA of America. And, and so, and, and then just kind of long story short, just fell into this position with the first tee of Greater Washington, D.C. back in 2012 and worked as their program director for five years. And, uh, and then this opportunity to come down and, and move down to the upstate of South Carolina and become the executive director of a new chapter. It was, we, we combined uh, and merged two chapters into one, the first tee of Greenville and the first tee of Spartanburg and Cherokee counties. And it was something that I, I experienced when I was up in Washington, DC, we did a similar consolidation with another chapter and, and expansion into new areas. So I kind of had that background uh, before I moved down here. And I, I just, I just love the mission of the first tee. I fell in love with it from the first week of working as program director in DC and uh, still keep in touch with, with some of the kids. And now they're not even kids, they're college graduates that I've been, um, you know, mentoring throughout the years. So it's just, it's a rewarding job. It's a great aspect to the golf industry to work with kids and show them the life skills that go along with the game um, that they will carry on for the rest of their lives and then also make them good golfers at the same time. So uh, it all kind of came full circle with the first tee going back to being mentored by my instructor there in, in Northern Virginia and how he kind of inspired me. And, and now I'm, I'm hopefully going to inspire young kids to keep playing the great game of golf. Let's talk about the program here for just a few minutes. Uh, there's a lot of people out there that may have heard of the first tee and, and, and some do not, or maybe the ones that have, they, they kind of understand what it's about, but not fully. But obviously it's designed to introduce children to the game of golf. However, it's so much more. It, it offers so much more for, for kids. Tell me how kids can benefit from this program. Yeah, it, it really, there's a lot to this program. For those that don't know, I mean, they've probably seen the, the commercials and, and everything, but there's three main programs that we run uh, through the first tee across the country, and, and we uh, adopt all three here in, in the first tee of the upstate in South Carolina. Uh, two of them are, are what we call kind of community outreach programs. It's our national school program and our DRIVE program, and DRIVE is, is an acronym that that stands for develops rewarding, inspiring values for everyone. And both of those programs, what we do is we go out to where the kids are. So the national school program 
we provide equipment and training to the PE teachers and, and they conduct our programming during their physical education classes uh, for K through fifth grade. And then Drive is a program very similar. We empower professionals at boys and girls clubs and YMCAs and rec centers uh, to conduct the programming for us. So we're actually going to where the kids are. We're not waiting back for them to come to us uh, at the first tee. And um, so we're going to where they, where they are and where they're um, being active. And then the final, the final location and final program that we run is at the golf course, like, like we do at Willow Creek at your golf course. Uh, and that's what we call our life skills experience. And, and getting to kind of the benefits of it, you know, everyone thinks of, of it as introduced in the game of golf to young people, but we're doing so much more. We're teaching honesty, integrity, sportsmanship. We're teaching interpersonal skills and goal setting and resiliency skills and, uh, and appreciating diversity, you know, differences in, in different kids and different backgrounds. And these are all traits that are not only going to make them good golfers, but even better people. And that's what we're, that's what we're all about at the first tee. Yeah. You, you talk about the life skills aspect of it. That was something that really drew me to this, to this program, teaching those life skills. I'll give you, I'll give you an example. And during, during one of my classes, uh, we were talking about respect. And uh, one of the kids came in to class for the next week and I asked them, you know, what, what did you do to show respect and, or, or courtesy? And he said, well, Coach Steve, I, I held the door open for somebody when we were going into a building. And I've never done that before. And I was really proud of myself. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. Congratulations. Little things like that, looking people in the eye and introducing themselves. And yeah, that's, that's, those are skills that sometimes are not taught. And I, I, just, I just think that's fantastic. Yeah, it really, it really hits home when you, when you do that uh, wrap up of, of the week before. And, and like you said, you asked that question of like, okay, what, what core value did we go over last week? And, you know, they all raise their hands, oh, courtesy or sportsmanship or whatever. Okay, well, how did you, how did you, uh, you know, demonstrate that over the past week? And that's cool to hear that story, um, you know, opening up the door and, like you said, you know, some kids just, you know, aren't taught that. And, and this is, this is a way, this program, the first T makes it seamless. You know, the way that we teach it during our classes and, you know, by being one of our coaches, it, it's not like we sit there and we lecture them on respect or integrity or sportsmanship. It's just something that's inherent in the game of golf and it's just brought out. And that's, that's the beauty about this program. So. Right. I totally agree. I think it's fantastic. I, I tell a lot of parents uh, that are thinking about, or grandparents that are thinking about getting their kids to the program, that, that is a huge part of the program, not just about learning the game of golf. It's about those, those core values, and they're invaluable as far as I'm concerned. But there, there are multiple levels to the First Tee program. Explain how a young golfer can move their way through those levels, and what do they learn at each level? Sure. So if you think of the first tee is very similar to kind of karate for those that don't know, you know, karate has the different belt colors. We have the different levels that the kids progress through in the first tee program. So no matter what their age is, their golf skill level is, they all start off at the player level. So you consider that like the white belt. And in that level, they, they learn all nine core values. So there's nine lessons, nine core lessons that they learn. Um, and they're also learning the, the basic instruction of full swing, pitching, chipping, putting. And, and then how they progress is 
we have a, a written test that um, that they take, you know, true, false, multiple choice uh, based on uh, the life skills that they're taught and then golf etiquette and rules. And there's also uh, golf skills uh, that they're tested on. Um, I won't go into all the logistics and all the different matrix that they have to meet, but it's not too hard to move on to par on the golf skill side of it. And then uh, par, uh, there's six lessons in par and, uh, and they're, they're meeting more and learning more about interpersonal skills, you know, shaking hands, looking someone in the eye, having conversations with, with other kids and adults and a little bit of conflict resolution. You know, one of the things uh, that we teach at the par level is, is a term or a tool that we call personal par. So how I kind of explain personal par is, uh, let's say uh, a kid, you know, you get an 85 on your math test. Um, so that might be your personal par on your math test. So next time you want to get an 85 or above, right? Or you go out and you play nine holes and um, you get a seven on the, on the first hole, which is a par four. You know, that's your personal par is that seven. So the next right. time you go play that hole, you want to get a six. Better, right. So those are some of the things that relate to golf, but also relate to uh, to life. And then they progress to birdie and birdie. We're talking about dreams and goals. Um, we're talking a little bit more conflict resolution. Uh, there's a term that we use uh, called star and um, and that stop, think, anticipate, respond. Um, so, again, you can use that how, how you would use that in, in a school setting or, or personal setting. And how would you use that on a golf course? And then they move to Eagle and Eagle is where you're creating like a go-to team. And that's, that's something that, you know, the kids probably at this point are in high school and, and they're thinking about those dreams and goals that they set in birdie and how are they going to get there? Who, what, who's the team of people that are going to help them get there? So like for you, you know, if, if that, if that dream or that goal for that student, um, would be to play college golf. They want to go see Steve Goforth because that's the person that's going to help them with their golf swings. So they would be on your, you know, you would be on their golf go-to team. Mm -hmm. um, and then the last level is ACE. And that's where we're all talking about community. Um, we're talking about their community. We're talking about giving back and, and just being a good um, citizen. And it's really just a full circle. You can see how, as they progress, it's age appropriate. And, uh, it's a really, really smart and well done program and how they progress through it. Well, you know, as well as I do, how much golf parallels life, you know, and that's what's so fantastic about the game. And what I love about this is the first tee program just highlights both of those paths that parallel one another, golf and life. And it just emphasizes both of those. I just think that's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, Every, like I said earlier, everything just kind of clicks together with this program and it's all seamless. You know, we're not sitting there. These, these kids are in school, you know, all day long, you know, they want to go out and they want to have fun. And, and then the great thing is, is that they don't even realize, Hey, I'm learning about integrity today. You right. Know, or, right. Or, and, and I'm learning about distance control. So it all kind of clicks together. Well, not only can the program help children improve their golf swing, but it also helps them become better and stronger mentally. What teaching techniques does the first team implement to improve the mental aspect of the game? Yeah. So let me, uh, I can dig deeper into, into star. Like I mentioned before, the, the kids learn in the birdie level and in the four R's. So let's go back to star. So stop, think, anticipate, and respond. So 
I kind of think at the birdie, eagle, and ace level, I think of the first tee as almost sports psychology for kids and, and how you would use star out on the golf course and how you would improve mentally is let's, let's take the example of you hit a shot behind a tree um, and you get down to your golf ball and um, you know, you, you, you kind of weigh your options. You got to stop, you got to think, anticipate and respond. So um, you stop, you think about your options, you know, you, you could punch out and, and leave yourself a little wedge into the green, or you could cut it around the tree and, and try to roll it up on the green, but maybe you have a bunker right in front of the green. So you, you got to think of all these, uh, all these things and all these scenarios. And, and then you got to respond with, with an action. Right. And so those are the things that, Hey, that might come up when, when you're in the hallway of, uh, in your high school and someone comes up to you, your friend comes up to you and says, Hey, let's uh, skip the last class, ditch the last class and go party or something. Uh, you got to stop thinking, anticipate and respond. You might have to get to your math class to study for that test that's coming up on Friday. So, you know, that's how it kind of mirrors life and, and also is going to help you out on the golf course. And then the four R's, I'm going to think of it as like, your pre-shot routine, replay, relax, ready, redo are the four R's. Uh, so you replay in, in your mind, uh, the situation, you, you relax, take a, take a deep breath, you get ready, you, you set up to your golf ball, and then you redo that positive thought in your mind. Take, for example, you have a 110 yard wedge shot. You know, how many times have you hit that on the driving range or hit that on your, on this one hole, and just hit that perfect shot. You, you have that in your mind and you can use that to your advantage, um, but you got to relax and you got to get ready for that shot. And then you pull the trigger and, and go. So those are just two of the things that I think really set the first tee apart from any other program out there for golf that is going to help those young golfers take their golf skills to a whole new level. Um, and, and I think a lot of the things that you see on TV about the first tee, you might not notice that. You might think of, oh, the first tee is just an introduction. I'll get introduced to the game and then that's it. You know, I'm going to leave it when I'm 13 and, and that's it. But there's so many great things that you're going to learn in those higher levels, that birdie, eagle, ace level, that's going to take your golf game to a whole new level. Oh, I agree. I agree 100%. You mentioned earlier about setting goals. And I think that obviously setting goals is extremely important, not just in golf, but in life. Can the first T help children understand the importance of setting those goals and how to set and achieve them? Yeah. So again, going back to that birdie level, we're, we're focusing a lot on that birdie level. It's, it's a key, key level in the first T. And uh, again, another tool that we provide and, and we teach the kids is, is uh, a program called the goal ladder. You, have, you, you might have your dream at the top, right, and, and your goal at the top of the ladder. And then you have these steps that are going to take you to that ultimate goal, right? And then you might have another ladder after that right. and another after that, right? So you, you want to set that, that easiest step. You know, you want that first step to be the easiest and then make them a little more difficult as you go up and up the ladder to achieve your goal. And, and I think that's, again, that's something that sets the first tee apart. I mean, those are the little things that if you're teaching a kid that is 13, 14, 15 years old that, that may be playing on their JV team or high school team and, and having those goals on their desk about, hey, I want, I, 
you know, I average hitting 11 greens in regulation every round. Mm-hmm. Um, or I, I putt, you know, I, I two putt every hole. I want to get it down to 32, 30 putts. That's my goal. Now, what, what do I need to do? What are the steps that are going to take me to achieve that goal? Sure. Um, so we kind of put it in simple terms. And, and it's really impressive to see these kids achieve these goals. I've worked with a number of kids that have ultimately they've set their goal to go out and play in the first tee open at Pebble Beach. And uh, it's fun to see them check off those steps, you know, and then finally get that invite to go and play in the first tee open at Pebble Beach. It's pretty amazing. Sure. Absolutely. That's fantastic. For parents who are considering uh, getting their children into the game of golf, what advice would you give them? Yeah. I mean, sign up for the first tee. I mean, that's, uh, I think there's, like I said, there's so much value in this program. Um, and, and there's so many options out there right now in youth golf with PGA junior league, with drive chip and putt with up 36, uh, us kids, you know, there's just, and then your local, you know, one day junior events in the summer, uh, that you can be a part of. And I think what I think of, of all those options, it, it's a puzzle, right? And, and sure. every, each one is a, is a piece. And, and I think putting it all together, we're not competing with PGA Junior League. We're not competing with Op 36. Those are all pieces that you can put together to really take a junior golfer and first off, love the game. And, and if they're going to love the game, then they're going to get better at the game. They're going to want you to go out as a family member and play nine holes on a Friday afternoon at Willow Creek. Right. Absolutely. Um, you know, it, like that's, that's what I love to see is I love getting the emails from the parents saying, Oh, my kid is loving this. I want to go out and play with them. So how do, how do I get involved in the game? And then all of a sudden it's turned into a family affair. And I, I love that. Sure. Yeah, I see that all the time. I think that's I think that's awesome. I mean, I cannot tell you how many times that a parent has come and brought a child to me for lessons, and then maybe they sit in on a few of those and they get they get excited about it. Like, oh yeah, I want to take lessons. Let's get out there together. Yeah, and I love one of the things that I love to tell parents is, and I'm a huge movie buff. I've got nothing against you know going to movies and everything, but it is expensive. If you if you take a family of four out play nine holes on a Friday and get a hot dog and chips or, or, or a sandwich and chips and a drink from the golf shop, uh, uh, from the golf course, yeah, it's going to be, you could probably make it less than going to a movie. And, yeah. and instead of staring at a screen uh, for two hours, you're, you're walking a, a course, you're talking about life with your kids, you're, you're, you know, you're setting goals with them, or you're talking about you know, what's going on in their life, and you're together as a family. And um, I think it's just such a great thing to spend some time with, with your kids is out on a golf course. So I agree. And going back to the adult aspect of this for just a second, we, we see how, how much the, the first tee can benefit children, but it can also benefit the parent or the grandparent, or maybe you don't have kids or maybe you don't have grandkids. How can they get involved in the first tee and how much of an impact can that have on their life? Yeah. So we're a nonprofit. And so we, we very much depend on volunteers and help from, from parents, from grandparents, and even from, uh, you know, people that may be retired or, or just love the game of golf and they want to give back. So if you want to get involved, if you don't have a kid, you don't have a grandkid, you don't have a niece or nephew, whatever it is, 
but you, you just love making an impact on a kid's life, I, I suggest logging on to firsttea.org. Uh, there's an area where you can type in your zip code and that'll bring up your local, um, your local First Tea. And there's usually a, a volunteer page on the local First Tea chapter uh, page and, and that will walk you through the steps on how to become a volunteer. We're always looking for volunteers that wanna help you don't have to be a, a PGA professional to, to be out there helping these students. I mean, usually, we'll, well, we always have a lead coach that is trained uh, on the first tee coaching philosophy, uh, like yourself, you know, you're trained. And then we usually have volunteers kind of back to, to support uh, those lead coaches. And then we also need volunteers with our fundraising events. And, um, and so no matter where you are, if you're, if you're local to the upstate, we'd love to have you, you know, as a, as a volunteer or helping out with fundraising events. And if you're, if you're listening from, from uh, away from the upstate, just get on to firsttea.org, uh, type in your zip code, and the local chapter will pop up right there for you. Michael, for anybody that's listening, they're, they're sold, they're convinced, they're ready to do this. How would they get their child signed up for a program? Sure. Yeah. Um, again, you know, you can go to firsttea.org, uh, type in your zip code, your local chapter will pop up there. And then on the local chapter's website, usually in the top right-hand corner of the website, there's a register button. Each chapter is different on how they do their programs. They may do, you know, camps or they may do uh, sessions uh, in the sense that you might sign up for, let's say Willow Creek on Tuesday night and you come Tuesday for eight straight weeks or six straight weeks or whatever that may be. So that that's the easiest way. Um, and if you're local to the first tee uh, of the upstate, then it's firstteeupstate.org. And uh, again, you just type on that, click on that register button in the top right-hand corner. Well, I highly encourage it, as you know. Don't hesitate. Whatever you're doing right now, listen to this. Once you're done listening, go sign up. Go sign your child up for this program if you've not already done so. It is fantastic. I could sit here and say that all night long, and it wouldn't be enough. I'm a huge fan of it. It can make a tremendous impact in the life of your child, not just with golf, but in life. Michael, how can they find you guys on social media? Sure. Yeah, we're on Facebook. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, uh, all First Tee Upstate, and uh, you can you can search right in the search bar of any of those social media platforms. You know, one other thing I, I just want to point out too, just with what's going on in the world right now, I, I think everything um, that we teach at the First Tee can help kids through these tough times. In the sense of of COVID nineteen, you know, perseverance is one of our core values, and I think. Um, if we can teach our kids through these tough times, I mean, it's, it's tough to talk about what's going on in the world right now. It's sure. a civil investor across the country too, and appreciating diversity and, and appreciating differences uh, between everyone. And I think, you know, one thing about the first T is that it's always been known to be inclusive. You know, at the core of our mission, we want to, we want to open the doors to anyone to the game of golf and to these values that we teach, but we, we are a universal program. I mean, you could come from, uh, from means or, or come from where, you know, a parent may be working two or three jobs and, and the grandparents are going to be dropping them off at the golf course. And I think what is amazing about this program is these kids coming together at a golf course and learning 
from all different backgrounds. Absolutely. And and learning these values together, I think the the world would be a better place if if we all join the first tee. No doubt about it. Agree 1000% on that statement. And you hit the nail on the head. I mean, it's, it brings people together. And I've seen that so many times in the classes. And yet another reason to absolutely support this program and get your child involved. Michael, I cannot thank you enough. I'm, I'm jacked up and inspired even more so about this program. I already was. So thank you so very much for taking the time yeah. to uh, come on and, and talk about the program and educate people. And I wish you all the best. And uh, it's, again, one of the best programs you can get your child involved in. Yeah, I really appreciate your time. I'm loving the podcast. You're doing a great job. I appreciate everything that you do for the first tee there with the short tee shootout. That was a blast back in March, uh, that fundraiser. It, it, it raised a bunch of money for us, so we really appreciate everything that you do. And uh, good luck with the podcast. I'll keep listening. Thank you. Thank you very much, my friend. Talk to you soon. That is a wrap for episode six. You're now more knowledgeable on the rules of golf and how it pertains to the putting green, how to determine which bounce you go with on your wedge, what is bounce, and how does it help your golf game. You've also been educated on the First Tee program and all the fantastic things it has to offer to children out there in your community. Don't forget I'm taking your questions for Episode 7, so reach out to me again on social media. Facebook is going to be Go Forth Golf Instruction. Twitter, at Go Forth Golf. Or shoot me that email at sgoforth at pga.com and I'll answer your questions in episode 7. Continue to improve that golf game. Continue to get out there on the golf course. Come see me at Willow Creek Golf Club. The golf course is in fantastic condition. Kyle Trainum and his staff does a phenomenal job to our golf course. And you'll be pleasantly surprised when you come out to play golf with us. Don't forget that summertime in the south with Bermuda Greens means it's airification time. So if you're going to go out and play golf with us or with any other golf course, make sure you find out if the greens have been airified. At Willow Creek, we try to inform all of our golfers when they call for a tee time that we have airified. Airification is a very important process of preventive maintenance on greens to make sure they stay healthy and they continue looking their best. I encourage you to keep practicing, keep working. If you have any questions about your golf game, you know how to reach out to me. Come see me for a golf lesson. I would love to work with you. There's a link to my website in the show details. GoForthGolfInstruction.com. Again, GoForthGolfInstruction.com. You can see a list of all of my rates that I offer and figure out which lesson package will work best for you. If you can't make it out to me, go see your local PGA professional and allow he or she to help you with your golf game. Until next time, keep hitting them long and straight and sink those putts. And remember, together, let's go forth to a better golf game. You've been listening to the Go Forth and Golf Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening to receive alerts on new episodes. For more information, please follow us on social media at Go Forth Golf Instruction or visit our website at GoForthGolfInstruction.com. Remember, together, let's go forth to a better golf game.